Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Canucks. I am your host, Lachlan Irvin. Happy Wednesday. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome back. And today we are going to be spending a lot of this episode specifically on one topic once again this but this is a uh, more recent and this is uh, very important info when it comes to going to Vancouver Canucks games next season um, obviously I don't know if you've been reading the news lately but there's this pandemic thing going around that I think has been that's been pretty important and been worth keeping up on if if you want to you know stay healthy uh, I myself am double that vaccinated and pretty soon, that will be the requirements for everybody. So it was announced on Monday. A lot of teams have been announcing, a lot of NHL teams have been announcing that they are planning to uh, enforce vaccination mandates and mask mandates, a lot of mostly vaccination related uh, based on who's allowed to come into the building. Uh, Before the Canucks announced anything, uh, the province of British Columbia basically did it for them on, uh, this was on the, uh, on Monday. Uh, just after we after our, our Monday episode dropped, uh, BC government announcing that uh, yeah, basically um, on by September seventh, by September seventh of this year, uh, in order to visit certain public places and uh, and and attend certain events, you have to be able to prove your that you're vac- double vaccinated to get into those things. The full list of that of activities covered by the new rules, according to uh, CBC, uh, CBC article includes. Uh, indoor ticketed sporting events, which is the Canucks, of course. Uh, you have in- indoor concerts, indoor theater, dance sym- symphony events, restaurants, nightclubs, casinos, movie theaters, basically basically any sort of business that a lot of people are going to be at that is indoors. You are going, and this doesn't necessarily go for um, every, like, like uh, every single business uh, there is, but it goes for a lot of them. And uh, basically outside of like certain like grocery stores and other retail settings, you still have to, you will have to prove that you are vaccinated. Now, uh, the province did the Canucks a favor essentially by making this decision for them. This was the right thing to do. Um, The Canucks, you hope, I mean, there was, you hope they would have done it regardless of whether the province had said something already, had, had basically made it made it uh made it mandatory for them um you hope that the canucks would have done the right thing eventually and just and said yeah we're gonna require full vaccinations this is this is the right thing to do you i know i know for myself and i know for a lot of people that when it comes to that when it comes to going to events especially indoors there's still a little bit of a not a, I don't know, I don't want to, I guess a little bit of a, not a fear necessarily, but like a worry that you're going to be in a building with 20,000 people, uh, close to 20,000 people, and you need to be able to keep everyone safe and, and healthy. And you can't uh, have, you can't be worried that somebody's going to walk in there who has not been vaccinated, refuses to get vaccinated, uh, and ruins it for everybody. Because you can, again, you can still get uh, COVID-19 even if you're vaccinated, the symptoms are just like, are just less, are just, are just weakened for you. And especially with the Delta variant that's going, that's happening right now for a lot of people, there's a the potential fourth wave. 
Um, it is extremely important that the, that places like Canucks games uh, and other parts of the and other important events and places that people want to be able to frequent and go back to and start getting back to normal again are made safer by only allowing people who are vaccinated to do so. Um, it, now, the one thing that also we should keep in mind is that it is also there are also exemptions for say people who cannot. Uh, who cannot receive the... I believe there are exemptions for people who cannot receive the vaccine for health, like for certain health reasons. Like that is... Uh, I believe that does not count for... They do not count against that. But um, either way, um, it is, it's extremely... It is It is extremely good thing that this is getting done. Um, the Canucks have announced, put out a statement themselves basically saying that we welcome this uh, decision by the by the uh, by the BC government uh, and and how important it is to making sure that the Rogers Arena is a safe place for Canucks fans and people to go. Um, the Canucks have yet to uh, have yet to uh, give any details on why on what they're going to be on how they're going to be making that process different uh, and how it's going to affect your the game experience for people. Um, but I imagine at least to start, I don't know if full if a full house will be allowed. I will be if they'll be allowed to go in with a full 100% capacity right out of the gate. I mean, right now, a uh, good example is uh is what's going on with the BC Lions and the Whitecaps across the street at BC Place. They are not allowed to have, I believe, I think no more than I think it's uh I want to say 50% capacity or 50% like yeah something along those lines where they cannot the, the building still can't be totally full. I have to fact I have to double check on that. But, um, that, but essentially, yeah, they cannot have, they definitely cannot have a full building right now. And that's a building that has, you know, open air capacity, uh, ability. Yes, it is 50, it is a, it is a 50% capacity. Um, there are certain things that'll change and you're going to, and if you're going to any of these games, uh, you're going to notice a few changes specific. You're, uh, one thing that they've been talking about, one of the things that, uh, has been implemented is now you can only... Uh, you can only bring in clear bags into BC Place uh, when it comes to when it, in uh, when you're bringing in stuff to game to games to speed up security and everything and to make it so it's less of a um, they need to do less of a you know thorough check or anything other than just looking at the bag kind of thing. That's probably gonna these are just things that could potentially you know carry over to Rogers Arena. Um, there's that. There's the fact that now digital tickets are pretty much I believe the only way you can get into most. Uh, into these events now. I don't think there is a, like, there are, I don't think paper tickets are even involved in the process now. Uh, that that might end up being something that uh, uh, a casualty of the pandemic is no longer getting, say, printed tickets for you. It's now all completely done digitally on your phone. So, and uh, if you've been going to Canucks games, that's been pretty regular already. That's not, that's not an entirely new development, but it's, it's one that you're going to see even more so going forward. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes for the Canucks, especially because there's there's some there's some like minor differences in some of the things that uh in the way things are done. Um, oh, one other very important thing also, uh, BC Place went cashless now, so now you can only use credit and debit cards to pay for your things. So you can mobile pay, you can use you can use your chip, uh, but that's it. There are no there's no cash. Uh, there it's all cashless payment now, and that's something that's going to be. You know, for some people, a huge change because you know, uh, for not every job you you get all you get paid fully, 
uh, through like direct deposit or something. Like if you work in say the uh, the service industry, you get a lot of tip. You get more of tips and other things. Uh, so you end up with more cash. That could, that will definitely impact the way that people attend games and the way people make purchases at games. And maybe it might even speed up the process a little bit, which is nice. Uh, but we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. There are lots of things that could we could see um, done differently, um, and how this is and how this is uh, handled handled. The the Canucks don't even uh, have say the experience of dealing with this that say uh, their American counterparts of, in the NHL have right because they they have not had they've not had anyone attend games other than a few media people uh, the rare. Uh, you know, frontline worker coming in, coming in for and getting their literally the whole arena to themselves. Um, so they, whereas a lot of the American NHL teams have had fans at some sort of capacity and have had the time to figure out how they're going to uh, how how to implement those kinds of structures. And of course, in the American in American teams' cases, it's a little different as well, simply because of the fact that they're they're much more lenient on the rules and the of what you can and can't do whether with 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 or without a vaccination uh so it's a, and the mask mandates as well are a little bit are a little bit leaner so you're going to see in Canada it's going to be interesting watching the Canucks uh kind of figure this out in a very different way i'm sure there's going to be a lot of input from the province i'm sure they're going to be talking closely you know closely with the lions and the whitecaps on what's working for them across the street uh, it, it, it'll be, it'll be a very different, it'll be a very different experience for sure. Um, but it's, it's going to, it's the right thing to do. Um, you, you it's, it's definitely going to, uh, it's going to be a different feel to, to next season, especially at the beginning, I imagine, uh, as people are getting comfortable with the idea of going back to public events and everything. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just good to be back. It's just good to have somewhere to be and to start getting back to living a normal life again. And hockey's a part of that for some people. For and it might not be for everybody, and that's obvious. And I'm sure for you listening, it is. It's you're listening to a daily podcast on the Canucks, so clearly it matters to you quite a bit. Um, but this is this is this is going to be part of the new normal. Is understanding that there are going to be things that. Uh, some, we're going to have to make sacrifices as a, as a hockey community, as a society to get back to doing the things that we love. And, uh, if this is what gets us back to, uh, seeing a game, a Vancouver Canucks game at Rogers arena on October, in late October, I believe their home opener is the 25th or the, is the 25th against the, the, the Flyers, uh, then it's completely worth it. You know, another thing that's worth your time and attention is definitely saving money on car parts. And that's where today's sponsor, Rock Auto, comes in. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You can go explore their website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. As somebody who is looking for a new car and is planning to get one and save every single penny possible, whether it's on gas or car parts, I definitely am somebody who's going to be using Rock Auto 
plenty in the future to look after my future car. But go and check it out for yourself by going to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One other topic I'd like to discuss before we get into a Canucks History Corner and put this little bit of a shorter Wednesday episode to bed uh, is the fact that the Canucks are still hiring for some positions. And this matters to for a lot of reasons. The Canucks uh, are a team that for a, ha, were a franchise for a very long time that uh, did not see a lot of turnover. You generally saw people... Uh, take over positions and kind of just stay and kind of stay there for a long time. Oh, some people who have been there from the organization going like uh, out uh, out have outlasted certain uh, have unlasted owners and other uh, and people in hockey man and upper management. The they they're lifers. A lot of lifers and veterans have been uh, working behind the scenes for the Canucks for a very long time. Uh, and this year, we've seen a whole lot of turnover in particular, uh, to the point where the Canucks are, are if you go up to their uh, to their recruiting website, you can actually see a whole lot of jobs that are currently uh, available and that they're having people apply for right now. Uh, and for a while, there were some ones that in some pretty high up places. There are still some ones in very high places uh, that were only added up until like recently. There is the vice there's a vice president of marketing job. There's uh there's plenty in there. There's a direct and one of them uh, that's been brought up is that there is a director of marketing position open. Uh, one thing that was brought up by uh, uh, Grady Saz uh, on Twitter uh, is talking about how the Canucks are currently looking for a seasonal uh, social contributor. Uh, as and then uh, at which point Patrick Johnson added that they're also currently looking for a vice president of marketing and. A director of marketing, so they're looking for both, plus a director of content, uh, at, according to Patrick Johnson uh, at Rising Action on Twitter uh, from the province. Uh, some pretty veteran people had filled those jobs until recently. Um, I've mentioned this before on my other podcast, uh, but I thought I think it's worth bringing up again right now. Is that you're gonna? I don't know what this next season is going to look like necessarily really from an on-ice standpoint. We talked about it just a, just a few minutes ago about how it will look different from in a game experience because of COVID restrictions. Um, it's going to be very interesting and something worth keeping an eye on is how different the overall attitude around the franchise changes because of how many people who have been around the team for as long as they have are now gone. And just so many legacy members of the Canucks front office and their business operations uh, have, have, take, have moved on to other jobs and other positions thanks to the pandemic, thanks to uh, uh, what have you. Um, and now uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of new people taking on different roles That's uh, that and uh, people who are uh, maybe some will be uh, just as experienced as the ones who uh, who they preceded who preceded them, but you might also be getting a lot of new people and a lot of new faces tr uh, make trying to make their way in the hockey in hockey biz in the hockey ops business as well, uh, both in from a front office business capacity and in other in other areas, and it will be very interesting to see how much of the how much day to day you and uh, and by which I mean uh, the fans 
see the difference. And if there is one, maybe it'll be exactly the same. But I would imagine that we're going to see a a slightly different Canucks organization going forward, probably a little bit of a leaner one, just based on how many positions uh, have kind of disappeared or have been uh, have been moved into different areas over the last little while. Um, perhaps just a different attitude around the franchise in general. Hopefully for hopefully for the better, but you never know. Um, it's going to be a very different type of atmosphere, I imagine. And it's going to be a lot of people feeling out different kinds of roles and how they fit in within the Canucks as a whole. So I'm very interested to see how that goes and how the Canucks, if the Canucks are able to kind of still keep the same vibe around the team. But you never know. Change is good. Change is always good. Well, it can be good. And maybe the Canucks need the shakeup and maybe this will turn out for the better. You just hope that it makes for a better product regardless of how good the last one was in terms of the in-game entertainment or the way the business was operated you hope that at the you hope that regardless of how it was in years past you hope that it gets better as we go along and we will get more into kind of the history of uh, some Canucks history uh in just a moment today's episode of Locked on Canucks is brought to you by Built Bar Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have so many delicious flavors that you are potentially missing out on. Things like mint brownie, coconut, salted caramel, and strawberry. And if you haven't tried all their flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bars, but they're healthy too. You can get them from only four to five grams of sugar per bar and only four to five grams of net carbs per bar. 7 to 18 grams of protein as well, which is incredible. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy there for you. Order today and you can get the grasshopper cookie flavor, limited time only, or raspberry or whatever else you like. Go go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 where you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. There's only one betting place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's BetOnline AG. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo by making a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And finally, tonight we finish on Canucks History Corner, which again takes place in the very recent future, uh, with a game that only really happened. That seems like it. Uh, happened three or four years ago, but in actuality, it's just happened just last season uh, because on August 25th, 2020, is when the Canucks tied their series, their semifinal series against the Vegas Golden Knights 
with a convincing 5-2 victory uh, over Vegas. And a a game that the Canucks really had from the minute the puck dropped. You have uh, the first goal of the game going to none other than Tyler Toffoli, a player that I have mentioned far too many times uh, since since then, uh, he coming back. He had been he had been uh, injured for the previous uh, however many games prior to uh, after an injury in Game One of the qualifiers against Minnesota. He comes back just in time for Game Two after a five nothing uh, a, a massive five nothing loss in the opener against Vegas. He comes back and immediately on his first shift puts the puck in the net off a Pedersen pass. And he was one of the, and it instantly gave the Canucks just that life. And you could feel that they were going to have, like they were, this was their game. Like the second he gets in there and scores a minute and a half into the period, you just knew the Canucks were going to start rolling. And sure enough, he, and sure enough, Toffoli had an incredible game. He scored, he scores a goal. He scores that first goal. He ends up with two assists on the night for three points. Pedersen, the exact same mark of a goal and two assists. Uh, Quinn, uh, Alex Edler has had a had a pair of assists as well, and and, a, and one helper for Quinn Hughes. It was and you have and overall the Canucks had the biggest guns um, stepped up. This it was clear right from game one that you know the Knights were clear are so obviously the the better team. They're the heavy favorites to win. There were not a lot of people giving the Canucks any hope, any hope of winning, or any chance, and had any sort of belief that they were going to pull out a victory here. So the and if the Canucks were going to do that, they needed to they needed the they needed to see someone step up in two very specific places. One being in goal from Jacob Markstrom, and he was incredible. He stopped twenty nine of thirty in what would be one of his very last games uh, as a Vancouver Canuck. Uh, he would only play. Uh, he would only play a few more games in the series before handing the uh, before an injury forced him onto the shelf and put Thatcher Demko in net for some of the most incredible goaltending games in the history of the franchise, which we will get to later in the week, I'm sure. Um, but overall, Markstrom in one of his final appearances absolutely came alive, and and you get the same and you get the exact same kind of results or um from oh I should say sorry he stopped 38 of 40 that's my bad Markstrom stopped 38 of 40 which and for a 950 save percentage just an incredible game from Markstrom and the big guns step up like we mentioned Tofoli we mentioned Patterson we mentioned Hughes and Edler uh what about Bo Horvat he had a pair of goals Horvat was clutch the entire playoffs and he just kept going right through to the fi- to the final game uh JT Miller had an assist as well. They got contributions from all their top players. There wasn't any scoring from the bottom six, but they didn't need it that night. And they would end up getting it at, in places, especially in the Blues series beforehand. Uh, but to see their top gun step up in a way that not only could pr- not only prove that they could go toe to toe with Vegas's best players, but that they could win in those scenarios was huge. Uh, and to top it all off, it was their, I believe, their very, the Canucks' very first win in franchise history, uh, regulation win in franchise history over Vegas, because Vegas had had their number just so many times over the course of the regular season and into that first playoff game. For them to come out and win on the strength of those players mattered so much, and it ended up being, uh, it ended up being one of the last bright spots of that season, and the fact that they got as far as they did uh, they owe a lot to players like to those to those top six players, including 
uh, Tyler Toffoli, who of course went on to a Stanley Cup final this season uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. And that just about wraps it up for this Wednesday edition of Locked on Canucks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out Locked on Bets. Betting on hockey doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. I have been Lachlan Irvin. You can follow me on Twitter at Lock in the Crease. You can follow the show on Twitter as well at Locked on Canucks. Make sure if you enjoyed the show too also, make sure you hit the subscribe on your local podcast platform. Make sure to hit the bell if there is one for notifications whenever a new episode comes out. We do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday up until the regular season when we will be doing it every single day from Monday to Friday. With that, thank you for listening. This has been Locked on Canucks. I have been Lachlan Irvin, and I will see you tomorrow.